What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. You can cut through. You don't have to pull on the floor. Yeah, it was a bit sexual. <laughs> we have women on their fours just to close the door. <laughs> yeah. I could not stop laughing. Yeah, I need a pillow right now. <laughs> I can't get up right now. I, I got to stay here for a minute. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, speaking of slutty chicks. Let's get to know a little bit about you. Well, I'm from New York. My parents retired. They were both NYPD cops. They retired, came down here. You're Hispanic? Yes, but I don't speak Spanish. I'm the only one. <laughs> and so the Spanish people don't accept me. Black people don't accept me. White people don't accept me because I'm nobody because I don't speak Spanish. How long have you been a cop? 2013. So. See, that's longer than me. Yeah. Nine years. Going on ten. Three retirements. Yep. <laughs> Kept going from place to place to place. So you know I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. We were in Iraq, though. We were in Iraq at the same place at the same time, but different units, and we didn't know each other. Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. We were at Camp Liberty. And I don't know... Uh, Babel was the small spot, the cop, central operating. Wasn't that near Rustamaya or not? Boom Boom Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, it was near Rustamaya. I was in Rustamaya for a little bit, like maybe a month. And then I went to Babel, and I was there for like seven months. It was Wait. the 82nd. The third <laughs> Panthers. You were attached to the attached. attached. They treated us like shit. <laughs> Yeah, we were attached. Always attached to the 82nd. Never with. I was attached. What do you think about people that have decals on their cars? They're the best. They tell you who they are. If you don't know, Sam has some sweet decals on his car. That's how we met. He was making fun of this guy. He was new with the agency. And I said, who the fuck has all these decals on the back of their car? And he's standing there. Well, mind you. No, no, no. You said, there's this guy... He parked his truck, and he has an OIF and OEF, big as can be, on They're the block letters. <laughs> on his truck. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's my truck. Typical. Typical. Yeah. You know, Army. You, you join, you get married, you have kids at 18 because you know everything. <laughs> then you go overseas and figure out that it ain't going to work out. You got those questions? Oh, let me see. Uh, so I had posted on Instagram to um, to give me some questions to read off on this, and I got a few like respectable ones. The rest were stuff that I can't read on Instagram, like ninety percent of them. Okay, so <laughs> how do you get your patrol car as a police officer, and how long does it take to get it? You should answer that one. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends. Because my first spot, 
I got it while I was in training. They gave you the car, gave you everything for the car, and then your trainer, you did everything in that car, and that was your car. Yeah. And then when you graduated, if you graduated. You're talking about the one the ADC you're with now? No, the oh. first one. And then the, the second one, it was kind of the same thing. The third one, it's a bigger place. They didn't give me the car. It took me seven to eight months to get my car. Yeah, too. Well, then you crashed it. Yeah, well. Five then, months in. And then the hurricane washed away his SUV. So. Well, the tree <laughs> fucking fell on it and then flooded it. And so now I'm still, I don't have a car. You so, still don't have a car? No, yeah. I don't have a car. So how long does it take? A couple years for me. <laughs> but for others, depending who you are, you get them. I don't know. It just, it always, they always says it, it's, they don't know the, the rhyme to the reason. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> How do Stop you. Myself. Yeah. How do you get a, your patrol car? You're supposed to get it after you're done training. Yeah. How long does it take? It depends where you go. If it's a smaller place, you'll get it immediately. If Didn't it's you just a, say that? Yeah. Well, I'm fucking going over it. Because I went through a long ass. I went through a long ass explanation for me. (laughs) He said the same thing twice. All right. So one month. (laughs) Well, let me see the next. Are you going to answer that? Yeah. Well, no, you answered. That was a good one for you to answer because you have problems. So I still don't have a car. Yeah. So I can't answer it. What's the next one? So how long did it get you for your first spot? My first, oh, my first agency, we had him immediately out of training. Yeah. My current agency, I had to wait like four months. Mm-hmm. And you had a shitty one, your first yeah. one, right? Yeah. yeah. Remember I had to push you across the fucking intersection because your car died. <laughs> and I bumped you across the intersection. That's a true story. Yeah. I videoed that and I bumped you across and then we, uh. What did we do after that? I went home, I think. Yeah. All right, let's go to the second one. So how long? Oh, four to five months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you train BJJ? I'm going to give a good answer. All right, you go. <laughs> but you're going to give the fucking... No, I'm not. I'm not going to give the answer. <laughs> you get it. Wait till he answers this. They'll all hate me for it. <laughs> Why don't I train BJJ? I just don't got the time. I also it just oh, I'm hitting the water bottle. It's making too many sounds. <laughs> you don't have the time. I don't have the time. Um, what it's, else? It's, it's expensive, but I know they're all going to jump down my throat for that too. You know, there's a expensive. Cop. Yeah, adopt a cop. Or I don't know how that works, but you know, I, I do have. Grappling experience. I don't know. Were you a combat? No, I was an instructor in the combatants in the army. So, oh, not me. I was like level one. <laughs> Wasn't there four levels? Yeah. yeah, I was like level one. I did the basics. And I did it. I do, and that was when it wasn't a fad. I also don't like fads. I can't stand fads. So I'm waiting for it when the woman down the end of the road in the cul-de-sac. She's got a purple belt that kind of gives me a way to believe maybe it's just. Selling a culture to people and keeping them coming, you know? I, I, yeah, I believe it's another type of cult. Like CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. CrossFit was a cult. It still is. They call it 
HIT now or HIP, high intensity training. There you go. That's it, yeah. yeah well, they just changed the name and it's. I don't that know. It hits a, hits a work. It's Everything's a fucking workout if you do it a lot. <laughs> if you do something a lot fast, it's going to fucking smoke you. <laughs> right? Why don't you train BJJ? Rolling around in nasty sweaty. So for law enforcement, and I know those guys, those instructors, I'll say, they can all kick my ass. I understand that. They all train hardcore. They're into it. But I, I don't think... That at the end of it, it's when you're dealing with the psycho, it's not realistic. You don't want to get in all close to him. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's just, I've been in homes and tight spots and trailers where there's no fucking room. You know, those hoarder houses, they're super sweaty. They're on a different fucking planet. Nothing matters to them. And it just, I don't know. I don't think, I, didn't, I don't know what to say. Like, what do we train in? I also just don't want to get beat up every day. Yeah. All those guys do get injured. Yeah, I've every guy I met, they somehow get injured and have to go on light duty. Because in law enforcement, you can't punch people anymore. I think that's what's that's why they're pushing. Yeah, they want you to do the grappling. They want to make it look nice. Yeah, because if you're yeah. sitting there wailing on some dude, it looks bad. Yeah, and that's that's all it is. It's what it looks like. But then you're more you're more prone to injury because they want you to look better. Yeah, and I don't know. I just unless you know what you're doing. Because you train BJJ. That's it. And the, the, they don't really have like a certain policy on training BJA. If, hey, if he does this, you do that. Because, I don't know, if they punch you in the face, it's kind of all out yeah. at that point. So I don't train it because, one, I don't have the time, the dedication, the body, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next question? Oh, thanks. You're big, though. If yeah, you, I guess, but it's... If you got on a cycle... Yeah, if I lost weight... And, and then you'd get off it. And if then, I cared anymore... Yeah, get on that T, bro. I know, I gotta do CrossFit. <laughs> do you find it hard being a police officer, being five foot three? Are you five foot three? No, but I'm short. <laughs> I'm not five foot three. Because <laughs> I'm six foot. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not... That question's not for me. So, being a short cop. That sucks. Yes. Everybody yeah, and, and they call you little man syndrome. And I mean, I'm 5'9". I'm not that short. But, no. So. I would think being a short cop, yes, yeah, sucks. Because then the bigger guys. You Everybody's know, feel, like. Mm. But that's life. Anybody yeah. who's short. That's like being a woman cop. Everybody's going to try you. That's woman it. Woman cop. That's well, not thing. all the time with women cops. Because sometimes women cops can talk their way out of it. They're more graceful. No, they're more graceful. They're more graceful than guy cops because guy cops are assholes yeah. and they want to be macho men. <laughs> don't you touch that. So don't you touch that because I was giving them props. You know, you know crooks open up to women cops more than yeah, guy cops. Is that your dog? What's the next one? I don't get this question. But yes... We're going to loop back. It is tougher to be a cop when you're smaller because people who are taller than you will challenge you more. What's the main theme? I saw that one, and it's really hard. because I don't know, a place where cops can go listen to cops that aren't. 
Well, I would say average cops. I would not listen to this podcast, period, if you are an average cop or you are underneath the five-year threshold. Yeah. Because it's... Because being a cop is not as cool as everybody thinks it is. Yeah. It actually sucks. Because everybody hates you, right? (laughs) Yeah. The people, they complain on you, your supervisors, your brass. They find everything that you do wrong. You can do a million good things, but the one mistake you do, they hammer you. You come home and kick your dog because it's barking during your podcast. That's it. How do you stack up against obvious BS and poster titled Heroes Out? That's that beef I was talking about between an entire sheriff's office and the, uh, the podcaster from Hero Out Podcast. Okay. Did you hear about that? No, I don't know Heroes Out. You don't know Hero Out? No. I don't do it, so I don't pay attention to cop shit. <laughs> well, I they're not. Want... They're, re- they're retired. Anything law enforcement, I don't watch. No. I'm not even going to watch this. (laughs) No, I don't watch anything law enforcement. I I guess what... um, I I don't have an issue with anybody there. I'm kind of in the middle. It's... uh, I don't... I only know what I've read. So can you tell me about it? Hear it out. So Kyle is one of the hosts on there. And... uh, Jesus, man, they're going at it. Him and the sheriff of... So the sheriff went on the podcast? No. Oh. But they were calling each other out on social media or text messages or something, and it was was pretty well. I had never seen anything like that. (laughs) So what were they... I guess... Kyle Kyle was terminated, and then from what he was telling... Or from what he was saying, he was was shining light on some of the hypocrisy and... Shit yeah, like that in an agency, but it's probably gonna be anywhere you go. Yeah, that's but, if you look bad on the news media, that's what they're gonna go for. But yeah, he's uh, he went for the throat for them. <laughs> well, if you're fired, fuck it, right? <laughs> At that point, you're already fired. <laughs> you're not gonna if you if you make the news media and you got fired, you're not getting hired anywhere else. I don't know if he got fired. I, I know he's not working there. I don't know if he resigned or or what happened. I because I was gone. When that all went down, I was at my new agency, and uh, and, and he was my first sergeant. Like Kyle from Hero Out was my first sergeant. First E eight? No, first oh. no, not first sergeant. <laughs> he was my first sergeant on patrol. <laughs> but, uh, so I've I've never I don't even think I've really had a lot of face time with him because as soon as I got on patrol, he went to lieutenant. So oh okay, but yeah, it was pretty wild stuff. It was um, so uh, that question came from somebody on the other side of the hero app. Do you know how to close the door? Yeah, my dog just opened it. Oh, okay. Well, fucking heads inside. So, oh, let me see if there's any others. I think it's. I think it's it. Yeah, you circled that one, and then the other one is about the patrol car. Oh, this one was name the best villain and why. So I guess villain in comic books, or I guess anywhere. I'm gonna deal with the talk situation. <laughs> um, and I don't watch comic books or read comic books. There you go. You read them, don't watch them. Yeah, it's all right. What about movies? 
You have to watch fucking movies. Yeah, I mean, probably a Batman one would have to. A Batman villain. Okay. They have the best villains. Okay. Superman's so, gay. So name a Batman villain. Everybody likes Bane because he's big and tough. But that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> What's your favorite, the Joker? Of course, the Joker. <laughs> the Joker's my always my favorite because he's, like they say, the agent of chaos. I like the Joker because he's just chaotic and he does whatever he wants. He doesn't have to. He has no rules. And he's just super smart and random. I like vill- I like the anti-heroes that are like Spawn. I mean, I know you got him tattooed on your arm, but. Yep. Or uh, what's another good one? The Punisher. That's an anti-hero, right? Well, yeah. Well, he kills only bad guys, so. They call him an anti-hero if you kill bad guys. Superman's like the Dexter. one. Dexter, correct. So Dexter could be one. Oh, wait, no, he's not a villain. He's an anti-hero. You can cut through. You don't have to call him before. Yeah, that was a bit sexual. <laughs> we have women on their fours just to close the door. <laughs> yeah. I cannot stop laughing. Yeah, I need a pillow right now. <laughs> I can't get up right now. I gotta stay here for a minute. <laughs> I don't want to uh, speaking of slutty chicks, where did we go yesterday, and why did we go there? The midget wrestling, micro wrestling, micro wrestling. Yeah, easy there. Micro. Well, they were calling it midgets. They did say midgets. I got yelled at by a midget. Yeah. Well, they're all fucking doping out. You got to dope out on that. They do tours all the time and wrestle. Wrestling isn't fake. It's not. It's choreographed. It fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. I tried fake wrestling once, and it hurt like a motherfucker. You tried to take wrestling once? No. Backyard was- wrestling. I was in Long Island, and these guys were doing back- backyard wrestling, and I thought it was fake until I fucking got slammed and slapped. Everywhere. Oh, you did it? Mm-hmm. It fucking hurt. I was a teenager. Oh. Yeah, I quit instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not meant for that. Oh, that's all I... Wait, we were going from women to the micro-wrestling. Why? I was more appalled at the place we were at. It was like the micro-wrestling seemed pretty normal compared to the people watching it. Yeah. But those are the people you're going to get. You're not going to get. If, if you told me where we were, they were filming a hip-hop video, that's where I would, I would be like, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of at least half. It was weird. A lot of meth going around, I think. Yeah, well, I don't. What other type of audience are you gonna get in that type Midget of wrestling? Yeah, wrestling? You're not gonna get the high class audience. Oh yeah, could you want to sh- revert back to that? Short cops. Yeah, sure. Short. I got actually, I got a couple things I was gonna ask you, but. Well, short dudes, God, I know there's short dudes that can kick my ass, but they do have a little man syndrome. What do you think about someone that knows their stuff, but is just... What do you fights, mean knows their stuff? Like can fight or grapple, but they're up against somebody who's twice their size. Do so, you think that starts okay, to play in the, into in it? In the BJJ, they always talk about, you know, it's not about size. We always have those big muscle meatheads come in and we show them who's boss. 
I guess in a controlled environment, it's possible. But when it's out, what sucks about law enforcement and military is when we face an enemy, we have rules. The enemy doesn't have rules, correct? Yeah, that's a good point. So they can do whatever they want. We can't. How many times have you been in a, a little altercation where you want to punch them in the face and just knock them out? But you can't because then it'll look bad. You can't. And they can do whatever they want to you. They can curse, scream, spit. Shit. Everything on you. Bite. Throw up. And it's just like they're at a level 10 and we got to be at like a level 6. That's how you get hurt. Yeah. In my opinion. That's how you get hurt. You can't like face. You can't fight fire with fire in law enforcement. Even in the military, when I was overseas, we had to. I remember we damn near well. On paper, you had to wait till they shoot you, and point the gun. But you know, people would lie and say we're getting shot at, and then everybody would shoot in that direction. That was a big lie. Blindly, yeah, blindly. <laughs> that was always something. Everybody, everybody wanted their CIBs and wanted action. So hey, we're getting fire over here. Let's just shoot the fuck over there. What do you think about? What do you think about cop vets? You like military vets? Yeah, because there's there's ones like me and you, and then there's other ones, and they fall in their own category. Well, I don't know. I think we're like... The, you know how you can spot one a mile away? Like yeah. If we're at work, and you, the way somebody the starts talking... The high and tight guys? Yeah. The high and tight, and... Well, I don't know. It's just... We were... I would say, when I was in the military, I was the oddball out, because I couldn't fucking... You like comic books? No, I just... I used common sense. Common sense was like you were an outcast in the military. Yeah. Because people do follow... And both jobs blindly would stand on their head for 12 hours if they were told to, mm-hmm. without question. Yeah, and they wouldn't ask why, and they'd love yeah. that. They'd love <laughs> that. If you don't ask why, why are we doing this certain thing? That's a good point. Yeah. I just, again, another overseas deployment. We're going from point A to B, and one of the routes we could take was, hey, let's just fly there. <laughs> but, you know, officers want their combat, so they go... They want to take a fucking convoy there. And we went from point A to B. And a convoy, a car blew up or a truck or whatever. A kid got hurt. We turned around. And then we ended up just flying to the place when that was the first, you know, plan already. Hey, we could just fly there. No, 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 no. Let's drive there. Got blown up. Someone actually got hurt. And fucking now they're fucked for the rest of their life. And they're nobody. We turned around and like, oh, yeah, that's dangerous. Let's just fly there. My first mission in Iraq was driving a dude's foot to him in a cooler in the hospital at the Green Zone. That was my first mission. It was just weird because I don't think they were able to. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I didn't ask him. I don't know who he was, but they wanted his foot to be reunited with him because he got blown up. So they risked everybody else. So I don't know. Same. Well, laundry. Am I fucking? We had to go to Camp Loyalty to go fucking do laundry, and we would do a convoy and do fucking laundry, laundry and mail. Oh man! And so guys can buy their protein and fucking yeah. synthesis and their. I remember one time we had, we spent the first probably quarter of our deployment at Loyalty and not at the cop. Mm-hmm. So when we are at Loyalty, 
we had the division, I guess the division, the 82nd Airborne Division Sergeant Major and General, so somebody high up was on the FOB, and they wanted to take pictures with every single person in our battalion. So we had to have a line, like a quarter mile long, before Chow, where we stood, and everybody standing at parade rest. And I thought, dude, fuck this. So when it was my turn, I went like this, and they ate it up. They loved it. They were like, that's what we want to see. That's that type of mentality, you know, come out here, have fun. We're not, we're regular soldiers like you. (laughs) Oh, but... The next level down, they were so mad. They lost their shit. Oh, yeah. my God, because I didn't do what everybody else did. and um, I thought you kept her outside. She was barking down there, so. Well, it's better than her barking right there. All right. We got to do something about this dog. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> so I thought I was going to get in serious trouble, but they just made me pull talk guard for a whole night for 24 hours and write an essay like I was 12 years old. I would love when they would – uh like generals and important people would come out and say, hey, I have an open door policy. Or if there's anything I can do, let me know. Which was the biggest, don't say anything, right? Yeah. And don't, don't ask him anything. <laughs> and I remember if you said anything, you were in a world of shit. Yeah. They still do it in law enforcement. Yeah. The captain's got an open door policy. Yeah. Can you don't imagine if you went into your captain's office, sat down and was like, I think this is bullshit. Yeah, this is what sucks. Yeah. You're doing, you know, this is what, yeah. I'm essentially telling you that your entire chain of command below you and above me is garbage and we need to fix them. Yep. I, I, so I was one of the guys that asked a lieutenant colonel, <laughs> hey, the mattresses we have, they look like fucking, well, I didn't say it, but they look like, they were like piss, shit, blood on mattresses. And I said, hey, our mattresses suck. Is there any way we can get better mattresses? And it was those twin bed ones that you'd put on your cot. Yeah. Remember everybody would keep it in the bag. I said, hey, they, they fucking, mine stinks. Like, it sucks. That's the worst part of me sleeping was sleeping on this mattress that someone died on, it looked like. And he's like, he, the colonel was like, the LTC, he was like confused because he thought everybody lived like him. Oh, you don't have your own room? A bathroom, AC, bro. My, bathroom. my battalion yeah. commander, I can name him by name because he's still Facebook friends with some of the dudes I know. He had his own bathroom on a cop. Yeah. I mean, they have everything. They're like, you don't have this? Not everybody has. <laughs> That's crazy. So the And it was like literally within a couple days, we got all brand new mattresses because I asked the question, but everybody, they shit on me. Until they got the mattresses? Yeah. But I was a piece of shit. I ended up doing tower guard. Yeah. On my off time, <laughs> looking into the fucking nothing. Here they come. Yeah. Tower Guard was that sniper net, and I would read a book. I'd read a page, look up, read a page. When up. we first got there, we had an old ele- – Fob Loyalty had a – it was an elevator shaft that we pulled security out of while we tried to figure out what the fuck we were doing there. And we had to do two-man – and every, we could smell something for, like, months. We could smell something. It turns out a fucking – worker had fallen down there and died and his buddies didn't say anything <laughs> so, so iraqi was just down in there rotten oh yeah i remember the 82nd so again i'm not the 82nd you were attached to i was Sorry. attached to him you got to wear the patch right uh i never did because they hated me also the 82nd hated me because i would always have a mustache and they wouldn't allow mustaches in the 82nd they always had to be clean shaven yeah. so i was the only asshole that had this stupid fucking 
mustache. I look like pervert, but I just wore it because I could. The only thing oh, I can do. Up, bro. No, I'm sorry, I'm boring you. No. I... <laughs> anyway, the 82nd, they were so hua. I, I I don't remember, and I was telling your wife earlier if it was Striker or Cobra. I forgot it was a cop. It was a small one. They would still do PT, platoon PT sessions, and they would run around the base in mm-hmm. a platoon formation. Yeah. And I remember they said, hey, don't be uh, complacent. Don't do everything at the same time every day. And then they would do organized PT. Organized PT and run, and some fucking haji put his AK over the fucking T-wall and ended up hurting four or five guys because every day they would do PT. I always said, I always said, um... When you're when you haven't had a firefight in a while, or somebody hasn't died, things are gonna start getting stupid mm-hmm. because they just can't fathom that. So I remember it, there had been no nobody blown up in a little bit of time, and then I was it was the rumor circulating that we're gonna start PT. God, it's when the uh, nothing's when things are good, we gotta <laughs> fucking ruin it. When things are good, going for soldiers, we have to fucking ruin it. Fuck, yeah. I hated that. And I hated the. I remember we were when I was at this place, Babel. It was like Iraqi police, and those guys, you know, were all corrupt and fucking assholes. Yeah. But you know, nobody messed with them because they were like that. I traded. I traded one a broken tack light for a bottle of Absolute, and I remember we mixed it with orange Gatorade because that's all we had. It was mm-hmm. either drink it straight or mix it with water. I remember paying, you're paying fifty bucks to a hundred dollars for a bottle of anything. There's still pictures of that. I was, I was how was I? I was well, this. Well, and uh, when I was at Babel, remember the Super Bowl was going on, and they allowed the two drinks. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah, and they had a uh, what was it that guard duty on the fucking Budweiser and all that. And I remember we had our unit since we weren't attached. Somebody, I, I stole so much shit, and I got fucking hammered. And I got hammered, super hammered, and I did my tower guard, which I fell asleep for. While hammered. Yeah, while hammered, I was fucking. I didn't give a shit because I was so burnt out over there. Yeah, yeah. What was so? What was Afghanistan like? Was that that was after Iraq, right? Yeah, that was that was I was again. So when we were in Iraq, that was the closure, the beginning of the closure, the beginning of the end. Two thousand eight was the beginning of the end. Yeah, they started closing down the small bases because we closed down Babel and all that. You know, collected all the all the shit and went back to loyalty. And same thing with Afghanistan. When I was there, it was the beginning of the end. Were you there with National Guard units? Yeah, that's who I was. You so when I joined the National Guard, it was just they—they they were we were like spare parts. Why didn't you just commit and join the army? So this was my <laughs> I logic. almost did. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I wanted to join the National Guard, which everybody was shit on. We call them nasty girls, weekend warriors. So I cannot. Be like an active duty guy who would get married and divorced and be that guy with Jody. So I joined the National Guard. However, that all happened. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't matter where you join. It's going to happen. What did you do when you were stateside? It was trained to go overseas. So you were like full time? Yeah, I was at Fort Bliss. And that, oh man, that base was awesome. That's where I got. That's Weren't where I Texas do that. Fort yeah, was Texas, Texas. Okay. Fort Bliss, and Juarez. You got some wild stories that I would not share. Maybe in all the strip maybe clubs. Late. 
So I was a spare. We, the National Guard's more mere. We are the cheapest soldiers because we are weekend warriors. Is and we're it not more cost efficient to send the National Guard out? No, it's you save money. Parts. Yeah, you save money with the National Guard. And you just break them up and send them. And to you, yeah, send them out, and then that's what happens. They ask, you know, you know, every unit has to have a certain percentage amount of soldiers before they deploy. So if they didn't have that, they get the National Guard to fill the slots. So then we would come in, fill the slots. They treat us like shit because we're not that unit. And we're not active duty. Active duty always shits on reserves and National Guard. That's just how it is. I didn't have any National Guard people out there. I, oh, I, we ran into Puerto Rican National Guard, and I remember it was an issue because none of them spoke English. Uh-huh. Rolling around in, in Humvees and... United States military uniform, and they had like, the, and they had like a radio guy that would get on the comms, and he like spoke like very thick Spanish. Mm-hmm. But that was. In the, I know the Puerto Ricans were mortician units, and they dealt with dead soldiers. Maybe that's what they were. Yeah, they were good people. Because I saw them in Afghanistan, they were a mortician unit. I have a cousin. I don't know his fucking name. He was a mortician unit in 2003, and he ended up dying. In combat. Mm-hmm. They sent a mortar ironic. round. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> he would. So this National Guard Puerto Rican, he's dead. I don't know his name, R.I.P. He was your cousin? Yeah. Well, we yeah, all have cousins, yeah. right? Yeah. Fucking, they have a million of them. But, yeah. My dad was, he was a 173rd Sky Soldier, airborne. Oh, your dad was in the 173rd? Yeah. That's where he got his, he was, was in he Vietnam. Was he in Vietnam? Yeah, he was drafted. Wait, so was he in that song about the 8th of November? No, he wasn't there. He was deployed after. Not in that song. No. But he was at yeah. that, that battle. Yeah. That's cool. But he wasn't in that. He, I think he deployed in 68, 69 or something like that. Because after that, that's when he became a cop. Then your dad was the 1970s running around New York City yeah. firefighter. Was, he day. was everything I wanted to be. Yeah, I was going to say. Vietnam soldier <laughs> and fucking NYPD cop kicking the shit out of people, getting shootouts all the time. He worked in Brooklyn, Vietnam. Concrete Vietnam. Yeah, the concrete jungle, as they called it. <laughs> what so. are we at time-wise? 36. We got a couple more minutes. I don't want to rush it. With this podcast, I don't want to ever... Say we gotta stay on. So thirty minutes is good. Thirty minutes or an hour, you know. It's one of those things where. Well, what else we can talk about? Mm-hmm. It's our first. It's, it's well, it's our. It's first. like an iceberg, right? We only hit the tip of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, if I wish I can get real, I can talk for fucking hours <laughs> about how real law enforcement is, but everybody gets offended. We'll end with. Your take on new cops coming in the door. Right now? Mm, yeah, right now. Yeah, well, I, I, I believe now a minimum age for cops should be like 27. 25. Yeah, 25, yeah, 27. 100%. Because they don't have life experience. You have this 21-year-old fucking kid coming and telling these 40-year-olds how their fucking marriage, how they should act. That are taking one culture... One 21-year-old kid from UCF. Oh, you have a 21-year-old UCF kid who grew Go up ahead. white going to the black community and fucking talking to them. Get the fuck out well, of here. Well, and then you'll hear him talk. So they'll listen to how some street cops talk, and they'll go, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And they'll go, and it's like... Oh. Yeah, a kid that's raised in like a Lake Mary city 
and now he's in a hood-ass city, it ain't going to work. And plus, you know that they, they're scared. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 it's funny because the cops are scared of the people, and the people are scared of the cops. <laughs> and everybody, when you're in fear, what do you do? You go to violence. Yeah, that's what... Just huge, like, you know, overseas. Well, a huge thing of this podcast we want to do is, like, obviously the dynamic between me and you is really good, but I also want to have people on here that are not cops and, you know, might want to shed some light on their, their Like a civilian light? No, like, like uh, this is why I don't really like cops and let them air it out and then... Kind yeah. of be like, because most of the stories, to be honest with you, are probably true. And I'm going to yeah. be like, it's yeah. always that, well, that one, what you can have a million good experiences, but the bad experience is yeah. the one you remember. And so, and, and then it, what, what affects us the most is movies and the news. Yeah. Because when you go to a call on a basic call and they're like, well, you can fingerprint and you'll find who it out, who it is that did this. Like, it's that fucking easy. <laughs> Like, Aren't you going to dust for fingerprints? Yeah, you're going to dust for <laughs> fingerprints? Don't they have all that? The CSI and they take pictures and all this? Mind you, you know, four people have been murdered in that 10 minutes. Yeah. And they're going to make you the priority. That's the problem with people. They think the world revolves around Well, and I, I mean, it, it's, it's when you're having a bad day, it's the worst. It, your problem's the only problem that matters. And I get that. But, you know, you ain't going to do nothing. But especially when people come out and they give their two cents on, you know, like, oh, you want to tell me what happened? No. And they just walk away. Like, how can I do something yeah. if you want to tell me what happened? Because that's the movie effect that, oh, that guy's going to find out and hire a hitman and kill me. <laughs> right? All the time. I don't want to say anything because what if he comes and finds out and kills me? And I would always ask, so why the fuck are you talking to me then if you're so worried? Everybody wants to put in their two cents but don't want to help. Yeah. Or the people... I'm not trying to drive anybody away, but it's uh, the people that don't like think that the people that talk to you, they come up and talk to you and they feel like I'm this guy's obligated to listen to me because he's wearing a uniform mm-hmm. and I'm staring at them like, I don't care about what you're talking about. But. So the, the, what's the problem with law enforcement is they expect us to be these robots, but at the end we're humans behind a uniform. We're going to have that. We're going to be human. You can't be perfect. Yeah. That's the problem with law enforcement militaries. They expect you to be perfect and not have any feelings. When we are, if someone comes up screaming and call me a fat, they always call me fat Mexican. That was it. I was a fat Mexican all the time. A fat, fat bean or Mexican or something like, hey, eat that burrito. And I was like, <laughs> they said that to you. Yeah, all the fucking time. <laughs> I'm chubby, and then on top. Of I'm my, not fucking Mexican. I <laughs> mean, they would always say that. They would always. That's what they go for, and it's everybody. The the whites, the blacks, the other Hispanics. They would say, or they you know they shit on me for not speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. Well, my big thing is I can't stand. We literally work in a job where people want to fucking kill you, mm-hmm. right? And that's I'm not trying to sound cheesy, but that's true. And, and everybody you deal with, most of the time, they don't want you there. So you're there to investigate something, and they don't particularly want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. They don't want your your interaction to be happening. But you're so every 
And then you got cops that fucking treat each other like shit at work. That kills me. If like, I oh, there's no brotherhood. Dude, yeah. law, there is no brother in <laughs> law like, enforcement. I'll be dag- getting fucking just verbally shit on by somebody, and I'll turn around, and some guy's gonna want to come peacock me when he just got on scene, and I, I can't do it, man. Oh yeah. Oh, I. I've been complained on by other cops because yeah. I'm too aggressive with somebody who's fighting me. <laughs> this person who called me, called me for help. I get there. They shit on me. And then when I act on the crime, now I'm fighting them. And then the other cop that gets there is like, he was too aggressive. Yeah. I've and had then they complain on you. And then they look at you and they're like... Well, this is, you didn't do the policy. And it's like, it, you know, it's just like no winning. It's a lose-lose all the time. Yeah, it is. That's, That's what else. sucks about the job now. I think it was always like that, lose-lose. Yeah. Lose. And it's always kind of been like, I think you just do five years, no matter what generation you're in, and you're like, I can't do this forever. You're either going to become a company man and drink a Kool-Aid, or you try to do the right thing for so long, and eventually you're just like, I can't. <laughs> It's a, the the company men always win though. Yeah, I mean I have had bosses that had ten arrests and they were lieutenant. <laughs> they are arrested ten times. Yeah, in their fucking career. They've oh they've made they've arrested arrest. somebody. Okay. They've arrested right. they, on their stats. They've had ten arrests and they're a fucking boss. And here I am in like in the hundreds, and I'm listening to them on how an arrest should work, or how sh- something should work. But that's just the way it is. Because I'm stupid. I'm a high school dropout. That's why I became a cop. Yeah, well, you got... Well, let's look at your skill sets. You got the infantry, and you got police Right, work. comms. I was comms also in the military. I was I was infantry and a poke. Oh. Yeah. So, I didn't win in either, by but the way. And I don't speak Spanish. And I'm chubby. I don't do BJJ. 